0: I have no good excuse. I'm going to tell you right up front, there is no good reason for the gap. What gap am I talking about? I'm talking about a six-month gap between the last podcast and this one. I'm, uh, I'm embarrassed by this. I am uh, frustrated with myself a little bit, uh, kind of beat myself up a little bit about the fact that I decided to take a quick little break to recharge my batteries on the Grey Matters podcast and poof, six months go by and finally I am back sitting in front of the microphone and recording. So as I say, I have no excuse no good reason that it's taken this long to get back so let's say we just ignore the fact that there is a six month gap between podcasts steve dotto here how the heck are you doing this fine day welcome to gray matters the podcast for those of us in the gray zone what is the gray zone primarily baby boomers and gen x those of us sporting a touch of gray we're interested in finding our place in the digital age On this podcast, we will learn about online marketing, community building, social networking all from our perspective. The world's changing. The job market is not interested in us anymore. We're facing the prospect of a reluctant retirement and that is not cool. We need a side hustle to take our experience and put it to work for us. We need to develop mad skills, adapt and evolve in order to remain relevant in the digital age. I can help. This podcast can help. I'm glad you found us. I don't know how that happened, Oh, I, I scratch that, I actually do know how it happened. It's happened before and I'm sure it'll happen again and it might have happened to you in the past. I We were chugging along with Grey Matters with this podcast. We'd done 25 episodes but I was feeling a little bit burned out, needed a little bit of a break and summertime hit and I thought, okay, I'm going to take the summer to kind of recharge my batteries, reevaluate what we're doing with Grey Matters and come back stronger and better than ever in September. Well September came and went. And before I knew it, it was October, and I was starting to feel guilty about not having published new podcasts, but I was still not really ready to jump back in. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't have, as I said, a good reason. And so soon that became November, and now it became an embarrassment. People were saying, where's Grey matter, Steve? I thought it was important to you, and it was important to me. But it was not. I had not. I could not sit down in front of the microphone, couldn't get myself to record. We were doing other things, and uh, that became December. And when the year turned over, I was mortified. I actually, if uh, I will make one small excuse if things had worked out a little bit better over the Christmas break, I actually had a bunch of podcasts scheduled to record over the Christmas break, but I got sick so that I couldn't. this is the first real week that I've been able to actually sit in front of a microphone. And speak for any period of time without my voice completely giving out. Uh, So there was a that, but that really is not an excuse because there was still five months uh, gap between the two. So at any rate, we are back. We are here. We are refocused on this podcast and on this community. And I am more excited than ever about what is coming up for the gray zone for this podcast, for you, and for I. And I think the time could not be better. I think. The need is great. The time is now that we as baby boomers are facing more of an uncertain future than ever before, and we need to develop the new skills that uh, this podcast is dedicated to sharing with you and teaching you. Now, One big thing happened while we were on hiatus. Let's call it hiatus. That sounds planned then, doesn't it? One big thing happened while we were on hiatus and there was the meme that hit us, which is the OK Boomer meme. How did you feel about OK Boomer when you saw it first come across? Did you uh, Were you offended by it? Were you uh, entertained by it? I suspect that if you think about it and if you stop and you take a look at how OK Boomer is actually directed at us baby boomers, that a part of you is offended and somewhat defensive about it. And, and I, I, I joined that that crowd, I, I don't appreciate the fact that other generations judge us with the with the disdain that appears to be there, at least from the millennials towards the baby boomers. I, I saw a great article, uh, which helped me kind of, which put it into perspective for me. Because I, I have to say, I do look at both sides of the coin with the okay boomer meme. Um, But this comes from uh, CNN. Uh, It's an article, uh, it's an opinion piece that I saw and I'll share the link in the description. But here's what it says. It says, OK Boomer started on the platform TikTok and exploded into the meme of the moment. Turns out that young people trying to launch into a gig economy with little job security on a rapidly warming planet with far less opportunity for wealth and creature comforts than their parents and grandparents enjoyed don't want to be lectured by baby boomers, the generation that put them in this kind of shape. That's the opening salvo from this particular article, which is a which is a, a dialogue back and forth between a baby boomer and a millennial, with each one casting aspirations and barbs at uh, uh no aspirations, casting aspersions. I should get the term for it correctly. Casting aspersions and barbs at each other on gross generational levels. Of all, baby boomers are uh, are selfish and greedy, and uh, and uh, destroyed the planet. And all millennials are lazy and entitled. And basically they went back and forth with that sort of a a back and forth. Now, I completely understand the generational frustration that millennials are experiencing. And if we stop and think about it for a second, I think that what we are experiencing right now as baby boomers is a little bit of us being hoisted on our own petard by the fact that when the millennials were entering the workforce, and they still are coming in, that the jobs. And the, uh, and the employment opportunities were far less than when we were coming into the workforce. And the reason was we, our generation, wasn't retiring. Uh, and if we were retiring, it was much later than the earlier generations who retired. Consequently, the, there was a, a non-welcoming environment to kids graduating from university. And so they had to become— Entrepreneurs, They had to kind of form this gig economy. And so now what's happening though is they is enough of them have reached the workforce that they're reaching the age of decision-making. They're getting into management. And as they're planning their hiring and as they're changing up their teams, baby boomers are starting to pay a little bit of a price. And we are being marginalized and pushed out of the marketplace. If a baby boomer loses their job today, it well may be impossible for them to get back into the same industry and the same job in the same position as they were before. In fact, there might be no space for them at all in their industry and I've talked to so many of my friends and you've all had conversations with your friends or experienced it yourself, where somebody who you recognize has tremendous talent, a lot to give, many, many years of service left and and the desire to continue to perform is told that there's no place for them and they should go find something in the gig economy. You know, maybe you can drive for Uber. That sounds like a great thing for somebody with years of professional Special experience to do. (laughs) There's the hazards of the home studio as Farley lets his voice be heard as he votes on the on the fate of Boomers. That is what this podcast is about: is helping people who are facing that situation reinvent themselves for the digital space. But the problem is being exacerbated now. Certainly now we see that ageism is a thing. It is real. There's no doubt. For most of us, this is the first time in our life that we're experiencing any form of discrimination, at least for somebody like me, a white male baby boomer. uh, I haven't been really discriminated against in my entire life and I can certainly appreciate that I don't appreciate it. It is not a comfortable position. Uh, Nevertheless, we are seeing increasingly that our generation is being marginalized by the workplace and we are going to have to turn to ourselves in order to compete, in order to remain relevant. And As I said right off the top, it's not really a lot different than the millennials coming out of university. They came out with degrees full of vim and vigor and into a marketplace that said, well, there's really no room for you, so go and reinvent yourself and they did. I'm going to give that generation full credit where credit is due and they became the gig economy. They found their leaders and people like Gary Vaynerchuk who taught them to hustle and taught them what the side hustle is and taught them how to build their own business and to create their own opportunities and they have done a wonderful job of that to the point that Baby boomers see that style of business, that that passion, that that independence, that entrepreneurial spirit as a hallmark of the millennial generation and don't see that same skill set necessarily in ourselves. But this podcast, then the gray zone is dedicated to teaching us, to teaching our generation those skills. I'm proof that those skills are possible. I am an aging baby boomer who has success on YouTube and has built my business around that. and I find tremendous passion in that and I take a lot of pride in that and you can too. There's so much opportunity. But not only is the opportunity there, but the need is there. And as I've taken this six months to kind of reevaluate things. I'm recognizing more than ever just how profound that need is. And it all starts, of course, with the financial need. People still need a form of income. I'm going to share another link with you in the notes, in the show notes. And this is from The Globe and Mail, which is a Canadian national newspaper. And it's specific to Canadian, but I think it's an international that, that this, these, these numbers and these statistics will carry in your, where you live as well if you aren't in Canada. And let me just read uh, one little paragraph from it. And it's talking, the title of this article is The Super Aging of Canadians Has Taken Everyone by Surprise. And the quote is When the pensions and public health care systems that Canadians rely on today were first put in place in the 1960s, the life expectancy of a man was 69 years just 4 years after he was likely to retire but a man who turns 65 today will live on average another 19 years and a woman will live another 22 years this is according to stats canada so we're living longer and canadians aren't unique every in every in every area this is happening so if you retired at 65 in the 1960s you were expected to live just four years. And and if you think back, if we think back to our parents' generation, how often did that happen? How often do we, just, do we know from our own life that mom or dad would talk about a friend of theirs who had just retired and now they died. And it was, it was so sad because they had all these plans for retirement. Well, if your retirement only has to last for four years, uh, it's pretty easy to set up for retirement, isn't it? But if we are living now for two more decades, for 20 years, We are going to require a lot more income, but we're also going to require a lot more stimulation. In other words, I'm not ready to retire for 20 years and sit on the sidelines for 20 years. I wanna be a participant, I wanna be a player, I wanna contribute, and I need to earn money through this period of time because the social safety net, even in countries that have strong social safety nets like Canada, we're having a declining workforce That has to pay all of these, uh, that that has to pay in to the systems that is going to take care of us as we reach our dotage. So I am not expecting that that system is going to be as robust as it was originally intended to be. And things like old age security and old age pension and programs for seniors to help us us survive are probably going to be declining in their quality. So again, it's on us to come up with a model where we can earn some income through this time to help keep ourselves alive. That's our job to do at this point. So We now face a world where our generation is being marginalized as far as its value in the workforce but we are being required. By circumstances to stay in the workforce longer, and that so those circumstances might be necessity because we might need the job, we might need the income, or it could be from a health perspective, a, a, a mental health perspective, is that we still want to be contributing. We don't. We aren't ready to retire and to go to the sidelines. We have a passion and we want to continue to work and we want to continue to contribute to society. These are not bad things. These are great qualities that our generation has. Now we have these great qualities but we don't necessarily have the skills to make our way through this new online space to build the businesses and to build the infrastructure and to build the opportunities that are going to give us those jobs. So we need to learn, I think it all starts for us, for so many of us, with the side hustle, with figuring out what we can do online and figuring out how we can start to earn revenue from that online presence. The last kind of statistic that I'm going to share with you is a, it's kind of a more general statistic, but it's how long it takes any new venture, any new business to be profitable. And If you do any research online at all, you will find that it takes about three years from inception for any new venture, for any new business to turn the corner to be profitable. Let's put this all together and it doesn't paint a very pretty picture for us as of today. Here we are as baby boomers with a marketplace and a workplace which is increasingly not enamored with us. We are being slowly pushed out and pushed to the sideline. We have an entire generation that considers a lot of what we do to be irrelevant. In fact, they might be even antagonistic towards us. So we aren't going to catch a break there. But we have caught a break in the fact that we are healthier than ever and we are now going to live, once we hit the age of retirement, For probably another 20 years, but we don't necessarily have a plan in place to pay for that 20 years of life and we certainly don't have a plan in place of what to do with ourselves for that 20 years. We want to be relevant. We still have plenty to offer. There's lots of gas in the tank. We still have passion and energy and we know that we are still tremendously capable and our generation is a force to be reckoned with. But there's some gaps. they are the big gaps of us understanding how to build and grow a business in this new marketplace. It isn't the world that we grew into. It isn't the world that we started in business in. The social marketing space, the online business space is an entirely new creature, which we haven't probably engaged in very much, certainly not as a generation. We've left that to the millennials. They understand it, and a lot of us believe that it's their domain. It's not ours, but that's where we have to go if we are going to succeed. And as I took this six-month time frame to reconsider what I wanted to do with Grey Matters and where Grey Matters would land, that picture was constantly just on the horizon. I was looking at it and recognizing that I really want to be a part of the solution for baby boomers. I really want to make sure that the message that we deliver is a message of hope, of inspiration, that we help you develop the tools, the skills, the confidence that you can step into this space and we can make our way and we can be successful. In fact, I think that we can be wildly successful in the online space. I call us the gray zone, but I also call us the gray wave. I think that once we get our feet under us and start to understand exactly what we can do in this online space, that we will be wildly successful and the internet won't know what's coming. Oh my goodness. It's been six months since I recorded a podcast and Farley can't seem to stop interrupting. Now he's trying to dig a hole in the carpet. I don't know why he's trying to dig a hole in the carpet he does it from time to time he's never succeeded in digging into the carpet yet he will continue to try so that's kind of my rededication to you of why we need this podcast and if it's if it's a rehash of a lot of what came before i apologize but i've been it's been on my mind through the entire time that we've been down is that the need is profound for this podcast and so i felt a lot of pressure that it, it had to get back up, and that, and I also feel a lot of excitement that we are going to make a huge difference. Now, one of the biggest challenges with any podcast is finding a common place for us to have conversations and for you to give feedback. And we are going to do that through a Facebook group. Now, I know a lot of you aren't big fans of Facebook. I will tell you the truth, I'm not a huge fan of what Facebook has done to our society, but it is an excellent meeting place, especially for a group like this. It's free for us. It gives us the ability to host conversations and to help train you and to teach you. It's a great platform for us to work through in order to deliver the goods to this community. So if you are on Facebook, I'm going to encourage you to go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash go gray. We'll put a link in the notes. But go to this group and sign up for the group. Now if you're not on Facebook, I know that you're gonna feel that you're being left out and I'm not too sure what I can do for you. I'm not sure how I can help you if you are one of the people that's just decided for any reason and there are plenty of good reasons that you aren't going to be a Facebook member. I respect your decision and I don't want to put pressure on you to join Facebook if you aren't comfortable with it, but Facebook is going to be— where much of the value of the Gray Matters podcast is delivered. This is where conversations will happen, where you can talk to me, where we will be delivering live streams and conversations. So if you are on Facebook, come and join us at facebook.com groups slash go gray or check out the link in the description. Now the next thing that I wanna talk to you about is I want to enlist your support in helping to grow the group. We're not gonna spend a lot of money on paid advertising, but we all know, friends and colleagues, people we know who can benefit from the content that we're gonna be teaching here on Gray Matters. And so I'm gonna ask you, When you have conversations with people who you think should start to develop a side hustle, people who are facing the prospect of retirement, who aren't ready to retire, who aren't in a financial position to retire, they need to know the skills that we're going to be teaching here, the doors that we're gonna be opening as far as them developing their own side hustle, their own business, their own independent income stream. Please, share with them about the podcast Let them know about it, have them listen to it, and if you can, invite them into the Facebook group where they can learn more. It's gonna be up to us to let the rest of the baby boomers know about this podcast and about this movement that we're putting in place. You're part of the gray zone. I need you to proselytize for me and let others know. We, As I say, we're not going to spend very much money at all on paid traffic. This is going to be word of mouth, but I know that we can grow this group with your support, and so I'm outright asking you for that support. Now the last thing that I want to talk to you about in this reboot podcast is my commitment to you and the fact that I feel like I let you down for the last six months by not broadcasting. And uh, as I say, there's no excuses for that. But I also took time over that period and recognize one fact, that if I am going to deliver this podcast again, you have to rely on me delivering it on a weekly basis. If this is going to do what I hope it's going to do for our community, then we need a reliable, consistent place to have these conversations, to learn, to develop skills. And that all starts by the fact that you can rely on a brand new podcast coming from us each and every week. So until further notice, it is my intention for us to publish the new version of Grey Matters every Wednesday night moving ahead. It should appear in your inbox and be ready for you to listen to Thursday morning. And that is my commitment to you. It's it's not one that I'm taking lightly. As I say, I do feel uh, bad that we didn't. Published for the last six months. And I recognize that part of leadership is being consistent and being trustworthy. And I feel like I've sort of let the community down in that aspect. Uh, but I'm not going to make this a big pity party. And I'm not expecting you to drop me a bunch of emails saying, it's okay, Steve, don't worry about it. That's not the purpose of this. The purpose of this is to, for me to challenge myself to make sure that I am going to publish this on a weekly basis to you and the fact that you can call me out should I not, but also for you to recognize that this is work that we all have to do together, that if you are going to learn these skills, you're going to have to invest in them yourselves, and investing in yourself is the way that you do it. I'm going to invest right along with you, and my investment is giving you this podcast on a weekly basis as a place for you to learn as a focal point for the growth that we all should be experiencing in this community. Now, much of this is going to be a voyage of discovery for me as well. I don't know all the answers, but I do have a solid idea of who you are and the challenges you and I both face. When I think about the delay in getting back to publishing this podcast, I also think a part of it, and I haven't mentioned it up to now, but I also think a part of it is that I was reluctant to take on the mantle of inspirational leadership. I've always been the guy that teaches you how to do things with technology. But I recognize that a big part of what we need as Baby Boomers is we need leadership. We need somebody that's going to stand up and cheer for us, show us the way. And to be honest, that's a little bit of a challenging mantle for somebody like myself to undertake. But I recognize that that's a part of this podcast as well, that somebody has to be a cheerleader. Somebody has to let you know. Somebody has to give you a kick in the pants when it's time. And that I had to come to terms with before I could start to speak into this microphone again. I'm willing to do that. I'm looking forward to that if the truth be known. I hope that you will accept me in that position as well. If you are not yet subscribed to this podcast, for goodness sakes, in whichever podcast platform you're using, click on that subscribe button and go into the description Click on the Facebook link and come to the Facebook group and sign up for our Facebook group. And when you come into the Facebook group, don't be a stranger. Introduce yourself. Tell me a little bit about yourself. I want to get to know each and every one of you, what your challenges are, what your hopes and aspirations are, and we will craft this podcast and this content to suit your needs. Till next time, I am Steve Dotto. Have fun storming a castle.